0: everybody can make a difference you could take a schmuck like me and change the path of the nation as far as religious freedom and the first amendment goes imagine what he could do with some other people if they just gave it a chance
1: this is the daily signal podcast for monday october 23rd i'm virginia allen and that was coach joe kennedy Coach Kennedy, for those who are not familiar with his story, lost his job at Bremerton High School in Washington State after he refused to stop taking a knee in silent prayer at the end of football games. Well, that commitment to prayer led Coach Joe Kennedy through a a long, nearly eight-year legal battle that ended at a victory at the Supreme Court last year. Well, now Coach Joe Kennedy has a new book coming out telling his full story titled Average Joe, the Coach Joe Kennedy Story. And Coach Kennedy is joining us here on the podcast today to talk about some of that story, not only his commitment to the Lord and his coaching journey, but also a little bit of his background and his childhood. Stay tuned for our conversation after this. The Heritage Foundation is the most effective conservative policy organization in the country. Every semester, our interns are a vital part of that mission. We pay competitively, we develop talent, and we give our interns access to some of the sharpest minds in the country. We're going on offense, so join us. To learn more about the Young Leaders Program here at the Heritage Foundation, please go to heritage.org intern. It is my pleasure to have with us on the show today, Coach Joe Kennedy. Coach, thanks for being here.
0: It is so awesome to talk to you again. It's been a long time. (laughs) Well,
1: it has been so fun, Coach, to follow your story over the years. Here at the Daily Signal, we've had the privilege of following your story really since the start. I think it was back in 2016. We did uh, our first documentary sharing some of your story and been privileged to see you at the Supreme Court and in Bremerton, Washington, on the football field. And it has been quite the journey that goes all the way back So 2015, you lost your job coaching high school football at Bremerton High School in Washington State, and that was after you refused to stop taking a knee in silent prayer at the 50-yard line at the end of football games. You'd made a covenant with God when you started coaching that that was what you were going to do. You did it for years. No one had any issues. Uh, And then the school district, they told you that you had to stop. You refused to stop. Um, ultimately you lost your job because of that your case wound up going all the way to the Supreme Court and last year the Supreme Court ruled in your favor and just last month you returned to the football field to coach your Bremerton Knights and to take a knee in silent prayer after the games uh, it was the culmination truly you being back on the field in September it was a culmination of an eight nearly eight year legal battle what did it feel like to be back on on the field September 1st and be allowed to take a knee in silent prayer after such a long legal fight?
0: It was a great relief. And and leading up to that, it was really, I got to be, you know, totally transparent with you. I it was scary going into the Hornets Nest. I, I knew the school wasn't gonna be happy with me and there was some hurt feelings along the line. So I was meeting the new new coaches, a new coaching staff, a whole new group of kids. These kids were in grade school when this all first started. So I, I was just walking in like a, a brand new freshman onto a football team. But as soon as I stepped onto the field in the fall and, and started getting to know these kids, it was so awesome all the great feelings of being able to be around these young men and helping them become better young men and teaching them how to play the game of football it was just so awesome and then being able to walk out there after the football game not only was it just a great evening it was a perfect attendance it was the perfect game we ended up winning and it was just an awesome experience and then kind of the justice of of the eight-year battle and knowing you did everything right and being able to take a knee and just being thankful after a game. It was just an incredible feeling.
1: Mm. I was really honored to be at that game, to see that moment where you did walk into the center of the field in September and take a knee in silent prayer. Um, And I I ask you after the game what it was uh, that you had prayed, what you had said to the Lord. Do you mind sharing that?
0: Yeah, I thought I would have a lot more to say after eight years of of battle, you know, because we lost seven times in a row. So it was a long, hard thing for me and my family. And I thought I would have a whole lot of words to to say to God. And the only thing I really had to say is, and the only thing that could come out and come to mind was thank you. And I think Mm -hmm. I said it probably 30 times just over and over again, just thank you, thank you, thank you. And Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I was just smiling so much on the inside. Mm,
1: mm, such a powerful moment. Well, you ultimately made the choice after that first game that you were going to retire from coaching at Bermerton High School. And this came as a surprise to many people after you had fought so long and so hard and your case had gone all the way to the Supreme Court. Why did you decide that it was time to walk away after that first game back on the field?
0: it's it's actually now that i've been able to process everything and and my wife and i have discussed this over and over and kind of put our all our feelings and thoughts back into uh, normal society again because it's been so crazy so when after the first game we we just have been focused on just that single moment for 8 years we never once thought about what happens after i bought a one-way ticket to bremerton to for for the whole entire football season And we had no idea what God had in store and we were just putting our trust in him. And after the game, we kind of went to bed that night, just giggling about two o'clock in the morning. We just were giggling at each other that it's finally over. We finally finished that race. And then we were like, okay, well, what's next? Mm -hmm. And I went to practice on Monday and I went to practice on Tuesday. After Tuesday, um, my wife and I, we just started discussing, you know, what, what do we do now? What what are our next steps? Well, we just got some bad news from um, my wife's father-in-law about some test results for his, his health. And that on top of the school not really being happy with me being there and not real friendly, it just made perfect sense to go out, on, you know, on a win and, and be able to retire on my own terms versus – being under somebody's thumb and and God kind of just opened that door to us and gave us that clear message that yeah you 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 fought the good fight you finished the race and you remained faithful mm. and now you could go and live life again.
1: Mm. Well coach like you said I I know that this is a journey that changed your life it changed your family's life it's inspired millions of people and you're sharing the story in a brand new book that you've written called average joe the coach joe kennedy story the book is out on october 24th it's available right now for pre-order and i first want to talk about the title of the book because most people (laughs) would say that someone who took a religious freedom case all the way to the supreme court is not exactly average why did
0: you choose that title for the book well, I've always looked at myself actually below average. <laughs> and I I I really had no idea that God was gonna take my life in this way, um, in, in this path. And it was just incredible that he the way that he he um you know, came into my life and, and changed everything around. It was just incredible that that, you know yeah, um how do you explain God working in your life and and making everything the way that it is what do you what do you title that how do you explain all that so I'm just average guy so it kind of fits hmm,
1: hmm. well coach I've I've had the privilege of learning some of your story over the years uh, you you grew up in in Bremerton Washington just outside Seattle how did your relationship with the Lord begin
0: Well, it started, my whole entire life started out really rough, and I did share that with you. It feels like we've known each other forever. (laughs) Uh, You know, as a, you know, a bad kid and and in and out of group homes and foster homes, and it was really um, my wife after I got out of the Marine Corps, so we're talking 38 years of life that I went through um, really not even believing. I, I pretty much was an atheist, and Uh, I was failing in my marriage and I really needed to fix it. I I wanted to make this work. I already destroyed two other marriages. I wanted this one to be the one that lasts forever. And only way I could do that is I went to church and I, I just fell onto my knees and just cried out to God and said, you know, hey, if you give me my wife, I'll give you my life. And from that moment on, I never looked back, and I've held true to that that if I have my if I have my wife and my family and God, we can we can do anything.
1: Mm. So from that place of surrendering your life to the Lord, what then was the journey to deciding, okay, I, I want to coach, and prayer needs to be a part of my my coaching methodology and a part of what I do as a coach?
0: Well, originally, I never even thought about being a coach. It never even crossed my mind. But God had other plans. He, The athletic director for Bremerton happened to see me out on a run one day and just approached me because I was wearing a Bremerton shirt. And from that moment on, he was pursuing me. My wife was working at the school, and he kept hitting her up, and she said he might need to think about this. Well, we, we thought long and hard for, I don't know, over a year, probably a year and a half about, do I really want to do this? I just got out of uh, out of the military, and that was my life. Do I really want to commit to something as big as coaching? And I, I went to a job interview for it, and on a Friday night, I finally was like, oh, man, well, they offered me the job right after. So I, I, I need to talk about this and pray about this with my wife. We were sitting there in the middle of the night, and I i don't know if you saw it, but Faith in the Giants, the movie came on TV in the middle of the night, and it was like an answered prayer. It was like God just punched me in the chest, and I fell to my knees, and it was a clear, clear calling. I never knew what that meant of, of your calling, but it was— I, I heard that that was my calling—to be able to, you know, make a, a difference in these kids' lives. And just like in the movie, I was going to give God the credit after every game, win or lose, right there on the battlefield.
1: Mm. Are you still in touch with any of your players um, that you coached before before
0: this whole legal battle? Oh, of course. Uh, We—I've gone to, <laughs> I've gone to graduations. I've seen them have kids. I've been to their. Um, to actually a couple funerals. I mean, I've I've been so much involved in their lives. And uh, just uh, two years ago, I flew back up to Washington to perform a ceremony that one of my football players was marrying one of my cheerleaders. So I was honored to be able to be part of that. Mm.
1: Well, Coach, you and your wife are are living down in Florida now. Floridians, they love their football. Any chance uh, any team down there might convince you to get back on the field and do a little coaching? (laughs)
0: You know, I I don't know where God's going to take us. I, over the years, I was approached by different high schools, private schools, uh, even some colleges, uh, to, saying that they would take me, especially down here in the South. But it was really, it was it was the fighting to get back to the place that you know we had the problems with, and being able to have the principle of, of showing back up to there, and. I didn't never wanted to coach anywhere else be, besides Bremerton. So I don't know what the future holds. Um, if God calls me back, then yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'll do it. but hopefully he'll give me a little bit of a break
1: hmm. Well, I know that the release of your new book, Average Joe, is probably keeping you pretty busy right now. Again, it's out officially on october twenty fourth, but it's available for pre-order right now., uh, but there's also some other exciting news related to a movie telling your story, and the movie is also going to be called Average Joe. How involved are you in the production process of this film?
0: Well, I was fascinated in how, uh, you know, just writing a book was, and after that, well, actually before the book, we we had somebody approach us and said, you know, this would make an outstanding movie after they heard the story of my life. So, on and off, we've been kind of involved. They wrote a screenplay, and I was like, yeah, sure, this is going to happen. You never think that somebody's going to make a movie on your life. I I mean, that's ridiculous. And, yeah, sure enough, uh, it's all come to fruition. And today, my wife and I actually drove uh, up here to Louisiana, and we are currently sitting out in the parking lot (laughs) where it's going to be on set that they're starting to film today, so... Really interesting to see how God turns everything around in your life and and turns it upside down for the for something great.
1: Wow. Well, I mean that that is incredible. Certainly, you're right. Not anything you ever think that there'll be a movie made about your life, but uh, I I've been excited just to to learn a little bit about that process and some of the ideas. That they've had behind the movie, and you know I'm. I think so many people have followed your legal case, Coach. But your as as you reference, um, you, your your whole story is is powerful, and um, I think a lot of people will be really surprised to learn um, through both your book, through the movie, a little bit more about your childhood, the challenges that you faced as a young adult, your military service. Um, Now, as it relates to the movie, do we have any sense on when that might be coming out?
0: Well, they started filming today, and that's in production for probably about a month of shooting. And then they go into editing, which could take up to a year. So it won't be until next year when that comes out. But when it does, uh, I hope you're going to be sitting there with me because I'm going to be really nervous about watching.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be uh, honored to to have you on again and talk about the movie and that process. But, um, Coach, you know, when when people get your book and when they sit down and read it, what is, what is your hope for what readers walk away with?
0: I would say uh, for the people that have been the naysayers, and I know that's such a small percentage, but... You know how people they make their snap judgments, they never do any research, they hear something on the headline news or on Facebook posts, and they make a decision on if I was right or wrong. and for them, I want them to read the book and then judge me if I did what was right or wrong. And then for everybody else, the, the vast majority of Americans, this should inspire everybody that everybody can make a difference. If you could take a, a schmuck like me and and change the path of the nation as far as religious freedom and the First Amendment goes, imagine what he could do with some other people if they just gave it a chance. And there's been so many people that have just been so tired of, of the government and and waiting for something to happen here and not knowing how to make a change. Well, this is an easy way to do it if you just stand up and you be brave because there's millions of people that will back you up. So hopefully people will be really inspired afterwards and they'll feel like, I I, I am going to make a difference. I am going to go out into into America and make it better.
1: The book is Average Joe, The Coach Joe Kennedy Story. It is out and available on October 24th, available wherever books are sold for pre-order right now. Coach Kennedy, thank you for your time today, for squeezing us in before you're on set on the first day of filming for the movie. We really appreciate your time.
0: You are so awesome, and I look forward to seeing you again.
1: And with that, that's going to do it for today's episode. Again, if you want to pick up a copy of Coach Joe Kennedy's book, Average Joe, it's available wherever books are sold, it is available right now for pre-order, and will officially be out tomorrow, October 24th. Thanks again for being with us today. If you haven't had the chance, make sure that you check out our evening show right here in the same podcast feed, where we keep you up to date on the news of the day. And take a moment to subscribe to The Daily Signal podcast so you never miss out on new episodes and also please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review we love hearing your feedback thanks again for being with us today have a great rest of your Monday we'll see you right back here around 5 p.m for our top news edition
0: the daily signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the heritage foundation executive producers are rob Bluey and kate trinko producers are virginia allen and samantha asheris Sound design by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.